Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. It's Health and Wellbeing on 2NURFM 103.7. Greg Richard here, joined by Peter Mullen. And today we are talking about chronic health. Now, what is chronic health? That's why that's the first thing we've got to... Well, chronic in. chronic fatigue is it's it's more for years it's been you know maybe even 20 years ago if you went to the doctor and said that you had or suspected you had chronic fatigue yep. they would have told you literally there's no such thing yeah have a panadol and go home absolutely so <laughs> it's sort of something that's um you know it's it's a diagnosis by exclusion in lots of cases so it's like a lot of things in 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 health like it's once you've ruled out everything else then often if you're suffering extreme fatigue you know greater than six months It'll often be called chronic fatigue and chronic fatigue syndrome yep. because it's not just um, – there's lots of ways, I believe, that you can end up with chronic fatigue and then there's a, a wide range of symptoms that you can um, get with chronic fatigue as well. So that's why it's a bit bit tricky. And um, with something like chronic fatigue, if anyone's out there and struggling, you know, I'd really suspect, su- suggest that they go and see someone like a qualified naturopath or yep. someone that's got a bit of an understanding of how this all sort of comes about. Um, so it's a complicated syndrome, uh, as I said, characterized by extreme tiredness for at least six months. And it's not people I've had patients come into work and they'll tell me that they've got, they think they've got chronic fatigue, but they're actually still functioning. They're yep. still going to work. They're still, you know, doing things of a weekend. So true chronic fatigue, the worst cases of chronic fatigue syndrome I've seen are where people are really debilitated. They're, they're in bed. Yeah. Basically, they they if they walk out to the letterbox, they struggle. They have to stop three times, and you know, stop three times on the way back. So it's extreme, extreme fatigue. Um, I see a lot of patients that I think do suffer with fatigue, but um, that diagnosis of chronic fatigue, I really reserve for really you know severely unwell. So it can be more of a mental thing than a physical as well. Oh, uh, look, it's not. It, there's there's lots of ways. Like fatigue is such a broad area, yep. you know, on a scale, and and Nearly, you know, ninety percent of patients that I would see, it'd be very rare that I would see someone that would say that their energy is awesome. Um, but what I'm saying with chronic fatigue, it's not just being tired; it's actually being unable for your cells, for your mitochondria, for your body to actually produce energy efficiently. Something severely interfering with that energy production. So it doesn't matter with chronic fatigue how much sleep you have, um, or or how much stress there is. Once you once you're down that path, like it's it's a it's a long road to recovery. Okay, does that make sense? So there's fatigue. Yep. And then then chronic fatigue syndrome is a, is a is a whole worse area altogether again. Okay, so that's chronic fatigue is both physically and, and mentally as well. Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. And there's lots of ways. Um, no one's exactly clear what causes it, and it's, as I said, it's really difficult to diagnose okay. with laboratory tests. So it's not quite sure how you can get it, or. Well, there's there's some theories, yeah. and I've got some theories, which I'm... I like a good theory. Would you like me to go through <laughs> my theories? So, as I said, so chronic fatigue is classified as a syndrome because there are many causes and the symptoms are so diverse. So, one of the common things for a lot of people with chronic fatigue, so there's, you know, all roads lead to chronic fatigue or, you know, different roads lead to chronic fatigue. Yep. The first one is um, viral infections. Oh, okay. So, a lot of people that have end up with a diagnosis of chronic fatigue, I've often had glandular fever or the Epstein-Barr virus in their system. Yep. And I believe that these viruses, um, 
are a bit like, you know, with a, when someone has a cold sore virus, and everybody knows if you've got a cold sore virus, you've got that virus in your body for the rest of your life. I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you get cold sores, you'll always get cold sores. If you've never had cold sores, if you don't have the virus, you'll never get cold sores. So yep. that cold sore virus is in your body for life. I suspect that viruses like um, Epstein-Barr, um, CMV, cytomegalovirus, um, other sort of, we call them occult or stealth infections, I believe these viruses are still active in people's system as well. Okay. So, um, I know it says Lyme disease on the sheet as well. Yeah, that's very, um, uh, it's a big topic. Yep. It's very debatable. The standard medical approach in Australia is that there's no Lyme's disease in Australia. But I know um, people that have been tested for Lyme's disease in Australia, been diagnosed with it from labs overseas and have never travelled overseas. Okay. So, you know, it is, it's a bit of a funny area because medically that's, that's, they're emphatic that there's no Lyme's disease. But Lyme's disease can be definitely a big cause for um, some people with chronic fatigue. Okay. So infections, um, we usually we call them stealth pathogens, and they're infections that people might not even know that they have. And often, you know, you can have, say, glandular fever in, when you're doing your HSC in your 20s. Um, you can have a stressful period. You can sort of get to the point where you're getting sick more frequently, and then all of a sudden there's a major trauma or stress, and then that can be enough then to trigger off something like um, chronic fatigue. But it can follow on from a post-viral <laughs> infection right and <laughs> i've got a big list there yeah, it's a very big list <laughs> um so so uh, have we got time for this section or do you yeah, want me to we go through it, yeah yeah all right um the next one is um so it can be the, the post-viral infection or chronic infection or stealth infection route yep the next route I often find is through what we were talking about before mental and emotional well-being yep. particularly to do with um, the adrenals, and actually we've got a really good talk on tonight. Oh, okay, that was yeah. a good segue. A very good segue. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a good talk on tonight, a free talk for anyone interested in um, stress and adrenal fatigue because adrenal fatigue is definitely one of the contributing factors for a lot of people with chronic fatigue. Yep. Where's that talk at again, just quickly? Uh, Charlestown, the Multipurpose Centre. So if people want more details about that talk tonight, if they, they can either call our office or get onto our website or Facebook page and the details will be there. Very good. But it's interesting with um, adrenal fatigue, there's a new concept around that it's not so much the adrenals get exhausted, but it's actually more dysregulation in the brain. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming back to that with chronic fatigue in a minute. <laughs> um, so adrenal fatigue, stress burnout, where the whole nervous system sort of crashes and burns yep. is definitely a contributing factor to chronic fatigue. So you've got the, the underlying infections or viral load, You've got the, the nervous system burnout, stress and trauma affecting the whole, what's called the HPA axis. Um, there's often with chronic fatigue people, there's often gut-related issues as well. A lot of chronic fatigue people have leaky gut, which we've talked before about on this show, yep. where the gut wall becomes inflamed and very small fragments or toxins from the gut actually cross into the bloodstream and trigger um, a, a, an immune response. Um, those immune complexes can be found everywhere from the brain to the joints. So leaky gut, severe leaky gut can mimic or, you know, almost, um, yeah, almost be a, a, a mimic of chronic fatigue for some people. Um, and then the fourth area, and this is a relatively newish sort of area, newish sort of understanding, and it's toxicity. So toxicity, you know, everyone talks about toxicity like we all talk about stress. Yeah. And toxicity is all around us. You know, it's in the air we breathe, the water we drink, um, the food we eat, unfortunately. 
but a really massive... That's another um, topic altogether, though, isn't it, the food Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. A really massive area I'm finding with, um, with people that have real severe chronic fatigue-type symptoms is um, toxin overload, but particularly to do with mould. Okay. So, and Newcastle's had such a massive history now the last, you know, people that have will say that, well, I've never been well since the floods in, you know, such and such. Yeah. So a certain percentage of the population don't have the genes to be able to produce the antibodies to detox when they come in contact with mould and mould toxins. Oh, okay. So someone like you or I might be able to breathe those toxins in. Our immune system produces antibodies and they're dealt with. People with um, this mold sensitivity, or it's called chronic inflammatory response syndrome, actually don't aren't able to produce the antibodies. And you can get tested to see whether you're genetically susceptible. They aren't able to produce the antibodies. So these um, toxins play a major role in actually causing inflammation in different parts of the brain, which affects things like your hypothalamus and your pituitary, and you'll end up with chronic fatigue-type symptoms from that as well. So... You know, oftentimes, you know, Lyme's disease has been seen as, you know, if it's nothing else, maybe it's Lyme's. But I'm sort of thinking more and more that mold is more and more of an issue for a lot of us. And, um, you know, particularly all our kids that are developing all these sensitivities. So they're they're my four four areas. But so it's infection, the adrenals, the gut and toxins, particularly looking at mold. And probably the, the, the major thing that happens with chronic fatigue is that the mitochondria, the energy-producing factory factories inside your muscle cells, don't efficiently produce energy. Oh, right. So it's quite literally, it's like having a car, where you know, a six-cylinder car that's like literally running off one cylinder. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you do until you find out what's causing that. It's very difficult to treat. But, you know, we'll go into some of the, some of the ways that we can do that right. you know, in the next section. We've mentioned a bit earlier how you can get it, but the symptoms... How do you know if you've got chronic fatigue? Well, as I said, the the major symptom, you know, with chronic fatigue and or as we're calling it now, chronic fatigue syndrome is yep. fatigue. But as I, as I mentioned before, it's severe debilitating fatigue. You know, where quite literally you can't get out of bed for you can't get for up days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other other um, symptoms are often, you know, in addition to the extreme feed, fatigue, are joint muscle pain, mm-hmm. um, poor concentration. You said you struggle a bit with that. Sorry, what was your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Memory loss as well. So, you, you actually, do you want me to pass yeah. you my pen? And as we go through this these, you can idea. just tick, tick off, tick off, tick off what one. <laughs> um, enlarged lymph nodes, you know, and a lot of times when people have had glandular fever, their glands will just sort of stay permanently up after. Yep. So, enlarged lymph nodes can be a sign that there are underlying infections that your immune system is working all the time to keep on top of. Uh, headaches. Uh, chills or night sweats. Night sweats are really common. Um, as I said before, because it, there's often a gut a gut root for how we end up with chronic fatigue, um, digestive disorders like irritable bowel type stuff, food intolerances, um, bowel variability, etc. Uh, irritability, uh, mood swings. Okay. And R- mood did swings, you t- really? Did you tick that? I was nearly going to tick mood swings. <laughs> <laughs> that was Riley, though, I think. Oh, okay. Mood yeah. swings, yeah. He's- We'll put that down. We'll put R down next to that one. Um, anxiety and depression. And again, um, one of the things that we find with when people have been under severe stress for a long period of time, obviously their, their brain chemi- chemistry is going to shift or they're going to end up with more anxiety. Or um, So that can be as a result of chronic fatigue as well as being a you know, contributing factor. Yep. It's sort of interesting as well with anxiety and depression. When you mentioned earlier at the top, when people come in for chronic fatigue, doctors go, oh, no, dismissed it. That's kind of a bit the same with 
depression and anxiety like a few years ago, that would have been, oh, you're fine, go home. Yeah, well, look, when I when I started, and tonight at our talk, we're actually talking a lot about how I think anxiety and depression of, often gets triggered. Yep. Um, and it's a lot to do with this um, HPA dysfunction, hypothalamus, pituitary, you know, get out of balance first, yep. and then they send abnormal messages to to the rest of the body. So, um, yeah, 20 years ago, when I first started in practice, or 25 years ago, rather, if you went to the doctor and told them you were stressed, you know what they would have said? Exactly what you said. They Go said, home. there's no such thing. It's a new, they call it, a, someone, a doctor told one of my patients once, that's just a new age concept. This is 25 years ago. Um, there's no such thing as stress, you know, and basically people were either prescribed, mental health was such that they were either prescribed heavy duty drugs. Yep. Or told to go home, and you know, one of my one of my patients um, told me she was she's in her sixties now. So when she was a young girl or a young woman just starting her teaching career, she went to her doctor at the time then, and it would have been maybe thirty years ago. And she told him what was going on, and he said, "Well, have you ever thought of taking up smoking?" Because <laughs> smoking was seen smoking was seen as a relaxing, yeah, yeah. thing to do. Yeah, crazy, that's, isn't it? That's so, crazy. And then thirty so, years from now, that's the last thing they'd probably tell you. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, so you're right. Like so, with chronic fatigue and and anxiety and depression, you know, they've had their times of where you know it's all in your head. And or the yep. other the other side of things is, a lot of times when people go and see um, their doctor with a, a wide range of these symptoms, the doctor might say, "Look, we've done all the tests. We can't find anything wrong with you. I think you're depressed. Here, take an antidepressant." Yep. But the reality is that the antidepressants not necessarily what that person needed. Yeah. And that's the other side of with anxiety and depression being more common these days and talked about so much more, it's being treated a lot more with antidepressants yeah. rather than always stopping and thinking, well, hang on, is this depression? Is this full-on um, medical depression? Yeah. Or is this as a result of a heap of things going on in your life and your diet's... I was going to swear yeah. then. <laughs> and your diet's poor and... You've got lots of stress going on, et cetera, et cetera. So with and that that's where naturopaths come in. Like we we treat that wide area where people are really unwell, where they're getting tested and they're being told there's nothing wrong yep. before the point of actually being diagnosed with something. So if you're diagnosed with something, doctors can be fantastic. Not being negative, but you know, medical current medical model is all about um what medication you need to treat what condition or what symptom. But if you're in that area where you've not been diagnosed or no one can tell you what's going wrong, that's the time to see a naturopath. And that's a, a massive area. So anyway, that was a that was slipped off sideways there, but you're right. I put it's, you off track then for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a really good question, actually. And um, yeah, so that's the same with chronic fatigue. A lot of people, even today, going and seeing GPs that aren't aware of what's involved with chronic fatigue yep. may well just come up look, with a diagnosis. Look, I just think you're depressed. Yep. Here, go away. Take this antidepressant okay. and um, come back and see me if that doesn't help. Okay. Well, we might talk. So a bit we need more. to look further, turn those stones over, and have yeah. a good look underneath, and just not give a pill to people. Absolutely not. Not as the first port of call. Oh. Absolutely. John from Mayfield, and he seems to have some struggling with some shingles. Hello, John. Hello, Peter. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. I think I can hear a train in the background. Uh, I don't think I'm just going to Beaumont Street, mate. You probably might have. Uh, okay. Okay. How can I help you? Uh, mate, I'm suffering with. Um, residue of the, of the shingles, the rash has dried up, but I've got severe abdominal pain. Okay, and it's <laughs> surface pain or more and deeper? Uh, surface pain, mate, I think. 
Yeah, okay. Um, look, with the, with the shingles, as you know, like it's a virus in your system and then there's often a trigger. I always call shingles the last straw condition. You know, people say what else can possibly go wrong now and they end up with shingles. Yeah, um, that's right. Once, um, once it's sort of come out, once the rashes come out or the blisters have come out, once the blisters have dried up, it's often nerve pain that you struggle with after that. That's right. So do you, one of the, two, two things, three, three things I'd really recommend. Have you um, ever taken St. John's wort before? No, mate. Um, now with St. John's wort, you can't take it if you're on an antidepressant or any sort of anti-anxiety medication. But um, St. John's wort um, is particularly good for any last trial and remnants of the virus. But yes. it's also what I would recommend um, for nerve pain as well. Right. Now, once the blisters have healed, so you can get, but you need to get a really good quality St. John's wort um, yep. and take it internally. Once the blisters have healed, get some St. John's wort oil and apply, yep. that, apply that topically. Right. Now, the two other things I'd recommend would be vitamin C and zinc. And uh, yep. also another herb that I love called echinacea. Okay. And if, you know, all of this was preceded by a stressful event and you feel you do need something more from a nervous system or a stress point of view, um, I'd recommend going and seeing a naturopath. Okay, mate. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Okay, bye. Thanks, John. Cheers. Thanks, John. It is Health and Wellbeing on 2 and And we are talking about chronic fatigue today. And we've got Jeff from Salamander Bay, and he's got a comment about it. Hi, Jeff. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, I um, I had I've had chronic fatigue for a few years. I guess different stages in my life. But what is it? And I was diagnosed by the hematologist that I had hemochromatosis, which is an, an iron overload disease, which caused all this problem. Okay. And you know the hemochromatosis at all, but it's, yep. uh, it's uh, and that, that's how I found out I had actually because I was tired, and I could hardly do anything. Yes, and then and I had this hemochromatosis, so I'm just and you're born with it. Yep. and that get all the affection more, and all I do is well, I've got to regularly give blood. Yes, the only way you feel better, but it catches up with you pretty quick, and you get tired again. And it's pretty, you know. So I get regularly get chronic fatigue, and I've been having for probably 15 years now. So okay, and you think that yours was contributed or triggered off by the hemochromatosis? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Look, it's one thing I've found with chronic fatigue is if you can find out what the cause or the original insult, injury, or trauma was, trauma was or is, then it's much easier to manage. But um, thanks very much for your call, mate. That's a that's a really good tip. And that's a people. It's a thing that people, a lot of people, have got it and they live, but they don't know they've got it. And it's an easy blood test to find out, and it's that absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, a bit of information there. Yeah, thanks very much, Jeff. Thank you, mate. Sir. Okay, bye. Jeez, thanks, Seth. We are talking about chronic fatigue today. Nearly out of time for another week, Peter. But just about to wrap up, there's a few more things you want to talk about for treating chronic fatigue? Uh, yeah, just a couple of things. So what, what Jeff was talking about is a genetic condition called hemochromatosis, which yep. is an iron storage problem. So people with hemochromatosis, um, they, you know, when, when we're all eating meat and we're eating you know, iron-containing foods, mm-hmm. um, we absorb the iron, and most of us in the body gets rid of what it's not going to use. Yep. In hemochromatosis, they don't. Oh, okay. So the iron so levels get higher and higher and higher, can end up storing in your organs such as your liver and your kidneys, cause fatigue, etc. So as um, Jeff was saying, the only treatment for that, um, zinc can be beneficial, but the only other treatment really is um, bloodletting. Yeah, oh. interesting. Oh, yeah. But again, finding the, finding the cause. So 
with with um with with chronic fatigue, there are lots of places you can start to just help yourself. As we said, the gut. Yeah. You know, and with the gut. Um, we always talk about if you're getting gut symptoms, you know, cut out the gluten, the dairy, and the sugar, as this definitely will reduce the burden on your gut. Mm-hmm. Taking a good probiotic, eating fermented foods, doing all the things we've talked about before to treat leaky gut or treat any underlying gut association. Okay. Um, viruses, um, herbal medicines, are phenomenal. Um, myrrh, we've got a, a, an awesome myrrh tablet, and myrrh's great for those stealth pathogens, you know, even things like Lyme's disease. Yep. Has been shown to be, you know, quite what is quite it? effective. I don't know what is myrrh. Myrrh, myrrh, um, frankincense, incense, oh, and myrrh. Right, it's good enough for Jesus. It's good enough. For absolutely, us. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and also um, herbs like um, uh, licorice, uh, echinacea. You know, they they really work well on these undercurrent of um, viral or infective overloads. Adrenal fatigue. You know, always things like. Um, uh, nutrients for energy production, which are your magnesium, your B vitamins, your zinc, your vitamin C. Um, yeah, and basically, you know, you want to support and CoQ10. You want to support that mitochondrial energy function. Um, and then herbs to help recover the adrenals and that HPA dysfunction, which is your licorice and your withania. So yep. we sort of always naturopathically, we sort of look at the nutrients as the base and the diet. And then we use herbal medicines are our pharmacokinetics or our okay. drug component. Okay, that's not the right way to say it, but um, <laughs> that's where they're really, mean, really yeah. beneficial. And you know, just assessing that whole toxicity, you know, seeing if someone does have um, a mold sensitivity or you know they're having a, re- a reaction to biotoxins. So, as I said, there's there's lots can be done, and and it's one of those things that you start just getting a bit of an improvement, and then you get a bit more of an improvement, and then you add another element in. So it can take quite a while, but there's definitely hope for people um, with chronic fatigue. fatigue yep. um, and as I said, you just got to find out what the what the cause might be right. or Peter, causes. Sorry to cut you off, but thank you very much. Thank you very much, it's Greg. Been a very educational forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week. Health and wellbeing on Two and Your FM one hundred three point seven. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.